Help us, O Lord, to speak and live in ways that draw people toward your love. Amen. What is inside of you that God is summoning forth? That's a question that came up recently in conversation. Someone was asking me if I've ever considered writing a book. And I said, yes, I've considered it. But I just don't have it in me. I've heard many authors say before that what allows them to write a book is that the book is in them and that they couldn't hold it in if they tried. Now, sure, anyone can write a bad book, but to write something that really connects and resonates, it cannot come from just within ourselves. It has to be something that the Spirit gives to us. And then, like an embryo, it gestates within us until we can't hold it in any longer and it bursts out into the world. What has God planted in you that you've been nurturing and growing that maybe is getting ready to share. For me, it is most decidedly not a book. Sermons? Yeah. Now, a lot of you know that the seed of my call to the priesthood was planted when I was a 12-year-old acolyte. And I often wonder which of our acolytes might one day be called to serve as a priest. Serving as an acolyte was something I loved doing, and I still do. Part of the call, though, that I was uncertain about was the preaching part of the priesthood. What enables me to stand in this pulpit Sunday after Sunday is not that I am particularly creative or clever. It's not that I think that I, Robert Black, have anything particularly worthy of a 15-minute message that you should listen to. No, what drives me to the pulpit is that God has something to say. And for reasons known only to God, the Spirit has decided to use me as one of God's messengers who are summoned and commissioned to preach. I do not preach because I chose to be a preacher. I preach because God gives me sermons to share. And that's my story about what God has planted within me that has to burst forth. And each of you has a story as well. We all carry some gift, some message, some treasure that the world needs. As the writer Frederick Beekner has put it, the place God calls you is the place where your deep gladness and the world's deep hunger meet. God chooses to bring forth the fruits of love, not by divine fiat, no longer with manna that comes down from heaven each morning, but through the creatures that God has made. We all have something within us, a deep gladness, a special gift, a unique awareness, and God intends to bless this world with it. It is as the poet Mary Oliver asks in her poem called The Summer Day. Tell me, what is it you plan to do with your one wild and precious life? In other words, what has God given to you that is waiting to be shared with the world? Or as St. Paul put it in this morning's first reading from 1 Corinthians, I proclaim the gospel so that I may share in its blessings. 
We heard St. Paul talk about how he's not doing the work of evangelism because he chose to do it or because he expects to be rewarded for it. No, he says he was entrusted with a commission. Beloved, we have all been entrusted with a commission. Turning again to Mary Oliver, who writes in a different poem, Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely the world offers itself to your imagination, calls you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. The way we talk about this truth in the church is that you are a part of the body of Christ. That there is a seat at the table for each of us that you are a part of God's beloved community. And as a part of the flock, a part of the body, a friend who gathers at the table, the Spirit has given each of you something to bring. You might have a poem within you that will tell the world of God's love. Maybe unlike me, you have a book in you. It might be a recipe that will share the good news of God's love to someone dealing with grief or loss that you've been given. Through the gift of hospitality, you might invite someone to St. Luke's, telling them, come and see the sort of abundant grace that has made all the difference in my life. Maybe you've been blessed with financial resources and generosity is welling up inside of you. It could be a song or a painting that you will share and remind us of just how beautiful this world is. Perhaps it's a lesson plan that you'll craft as a teacher, a new business tool that you'll innovate, a legal defense that you'll make in the name of justice, or a treatment that you will administer with care, reminding someone that they are the beloved of God. I opened this sermon with a prayer and said, help us, O Lord, to speak and live in ways that draw people toward your love. The ways that each of us speak and live, those are the gifts that have been given to us to share. That is the good news that has been planted in us to share with our community. And that, friends, is the meaning of the word evangelism. Evangelism has absolutely nothing to do with how you vote or your political leanings. Evangelism is not about standing on the street corner handing out pamphlets or holding a sign. Being an evangelist does not require you to knock on any doors or to threaten people or scare them with a threat of hell or get into debates with strangers about religious topics. No, evangelism is when you show those seeds of deep gladness that God has planted in your life. Evangelism is about announcing to people that they have a place in the family of things, in the beloved community of Jesus. Evangelism is about taking our lives and our gifts and letting them be consecrated to and used by our Lord of love. So maybe you think, sure, if you've been to seminary, that sounds nice. Or if you're an extrovert, maybe I can manage that, but not me. Yes, all of us. God does not make mistakes, and God did not make a mistake when you were born, when you were chosen 
as one of God's beloved, when you were commissioned as an evangelist. No one is too old or too young for the being an instrument of God's peace. No doubt is too much to overcome. No sin is too bad to disqualify you. No clumsiness makes you too awkward that, it, that grace cannot prevail. And I cannot begin to imagine what gifts God has planted within each of you. But I am thankful that those gifts are there, growing and waiting until it is time for them to sprout and bloom and bless us all. And in our particular community of Salisbury, we need these fruits of the Spirit. We heard the prophet Isaiah ask, Have you not known? Have you not heard? Have you not been told from the beginning? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. For a lot of reasons, more and more people are not a part of the church, and they do not know the good news of God's love for them. To be clear, the reason why we do evangelism, it is not to grow the church. It is not to have more people in attendance. It is not to have a larger pool of volunteers to draw from. It is not to have more money in the budget. No, what drives evangelism, what drives us sharing the gifts that God has given us is that these gifts help people to come and see the difference that Christ makes. Because there is a better way than the ways of the world. The ways of selfishness, fear, isolation, resentment, division, anxiety. The way of Jesus is the way of radical forgiveness. Abundant grace, all-surpassing peace, transformational generosity, beloved community, and boundless love. And that is what our society is deeply hungry for. Those of us who can name the source of this love and show others how to drink from the well of life, well, it's as St. Paul put it, it's an obligation that is put on us. We know about the love that is making all things well, and it is incumbent upon each of us, both for our own sake and the sake of the world, to show forth this love however we can. And God has given each of us gifts, ways to do this. So if you're wondering, well, how do I nurture what God has put in me? How do I share the good news? Well, consider how Isaiah describes it. God does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. God gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. So you can pay attention to those places where you encounter a strength that you did not know that you had. Those times that you had a word of forgiveness on your lips instead of the insult that you had been crafting all day. Those situations that could only be described as hellish or chaotic. And yet, you were at peace. Love never runs dry, and God never tires out. Even in the valley of the shadow of death, our good shepherd is with us. And so you can tell people about those times when God made a way out of no way. Those moments that you felt nurtured by a love that defies all explanation. Those instances of inspiration and wisdom that come from beyond you. Evangelism happens when we show people the gift that God has given us, that thing that is within our soul that is just yearning to get out into the world. And the reason why we do this, why we take the risk of forgiving people who wrong us, 
of being generous with time and money, of believing in things that we cannot prove, is that is how we participate in the blessing of the gospel, the good news that the love of God came to us in Jesus, was willing to be betrayed and put on a cross so that we would have no doubt about how far love was willing to go. And then that love was raised three days later to show us that love never ends. Love makes all things well. And when we participate in that economy of love, when we tell others, come and see, when we nurture and share what God has planted in us, that deep gladness of God's love meets the deep hunger of our world's brokenness. The amazing grace of our faith is that God loves us, has chosen us, and has entrusted to each of us a gift that will draw others to come and see the difference Christ makes. In that sense, God has commissioned all of us to be an evangelist. Please know it would be my absolute delight and honor to meet with each of you, to pray with you, to help as I'm able to in listening for what God has planted within you to nurture, to share for the life of the world, and for your own deep gladness. I'll finish where I started. What is inside of you that God is summoning forth? 